106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. After 11 weeks in court, we rested our case against Donald Trump, the Trump Organization, and other defendants. We brought this case after our four-year investigation revealed that Donald Trump committed repeated and persistent fraud and unjustly enriched himself, his family, and his business. Before this trial even began, the judge ruled in our favor and found that Donald Trump did engage in years of significant financial fraud we uncovered. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. Before this trial even began, the judge ruled in our favor and found that Donald Trump left and the media would have you believe that there is no fraud in our elections. What we're dealing with now, though, is an election system that is in chaos, and we're not even looking at where the fraud is coming from. The election of Donald Trump utterly offended every single institution that you have. The security state and the media all of a sudden had a common political goal, which was to destroy the career of Donald Trump. Election officials there are saying, you know what, we're not going to impose that deadline. We're going to count ballots even if they come in after Election Day. They were really relaxing the rules about verifying who the voters were and whether they were eligible to vote. Find whether Joe Biden is involved. That's the story. I just started going through the Ukraine emails and all of a sudden, bam, thank you for the opportunity to meet your father. Bam, 10% for the big guy. Who is that? We know that the government was actively working with these companies to suppress the legitimate political speech of Americans. 36% of Biden voters would have switched their vote if they had known the story. The reason that you have doubts in governance as a whole right now is because everything was so widespread in 2020. You don't even need to look to the word stolen. The election was rigged. My first year in Congress was 2013. And around the time of Constitution Day, I got an email saying, hey, you're invited to come to the House floor to be a part of reading the Constitution into the congressional record. Now, this is awesome. What a great tradition so that year after year, we're reminded of that oath that we took and what it actually means. So I went down and participated in it. I didn't see very many of my Democrat colleagues there. And so later on, I went and talked to them. I asked them, like, hey, this was really cool. I was stoked to be a part of this. Did you not get the email? The answer I got was quite condescending. They said, Tulsi, we know you're new here. You don't really quite get how this place works. We don't participate in that because that's a right-wing Republican thing. I was not only shocked, but, but pretty disheartened and saddened by that response. But now as we look at their actions year after year and escalating, especially over these last few years, what they said is actually born fruit. They don't care about the Constitution. They don't care about the vision that our founders had for this country. They are so blinded by their hunger, this insatiable hunger for power, that they are putting their selfish interests above everything else. And they are launching this all-out assault on our God-given rights and freedoms.
Understand, it's not necessary for people to believe this information in order to weaken democratic institutions. You just have to flood a country's public square with enough raw sewage. You just have to raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, plant enough conspiracy theorizing. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. That citizens no longer know what to believe. Once they lose trust in their leaders, in mainstream media, in political institutions, in each other. <laughs> in the possibility of truth. The game's won. Okay. I think you all know that I've always felt the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to hear it in your pod. You'll own nothing and be happy. Ain't got no cash, ain't got no car, but 24 booster shots in your arm. Oh, nothing. Be happy. You can't even buy shit in the store because of your low social credit score. Oh, nothing. Be happy. nothing and be happy be happy and eat the bugs And you're listening to No Hostages Radio, episode 250-250, to appear on the 13th of February, 2023. This is the second show of, sorry, 2024. It's on, I got my year wrong, 2024. It's the second show of this year. And I want to just kind of jump back and make some introductory comments about the year, not about so much the show, but about <clears throat> the year. So <clears throat> if you need to get in touch with me, you can reach me a couple of ways. one 530 713 You can also email me at lou, L-O-U, at that nohostagesradio.com website is where we post all our older uh, or previous episodes. So we have 249 over there before today. And you're welcome to just dip in there. There's no charge for anything. There's also some articles over there if you're interested. If you're a local person up here in Yuba Sutter, you might be interested. Some of the, Most of them are kind of have a, a local bent, but not always. 
The fact is, since we're here in Northern California, unfortunately, whatever kind of happens in California ends up bleeding over into the rest of the United States. Sometimes they're good things, but in the past few decades, there have been a lot of bad things, a lot of bad fads, trends, ways, political ways. So uh, you're welcome to contact me at any time. I am on the left coast, and so take into consideration if you want to talk to me live that I'm on a, uh, I'm maybe a different time zone than you are. But I do return calls. I don't screen calls, but I spend a lot of time on the phone, so sometimes I'm on one call, and I don't jump around. I just take, take the voicemail and then call them back. So I'll give the number out a little bit later on a project that I work with uh, Dr. Cassidy on regarding addiction. So welcome to 2024, not 2023. And uh, I should probably make these comments last week, but it really doesn't make any difference. Here we are. We made it another week. I wanted to uh, just bring up some ideas in, in light of the situation in the country, the United States of America today. And uh, we are in a uh, crisis. Maybe you don't want to uh, acknowledge that, or maybe in your life, life is really good. Let me help you with this. Life is not really good in the country. I'm not saying it's really bad for everybody in the country, but things could crumble really quickly. I want to make some suggestions to do, to you. Uh, and base them in the philosophy of the founding fathers. They did not believe that the type of government they constructed, a republic, a democratic republic, but but primarily a republic where it's a representative form of government. And so the majority doesn't always win. It's always judged against the the truths of the Constitution. So say if 41 percent, 40 or 50 percent plus one percent, Per, uh, one person, just over a majority, decide that some ethnic group they want to get rid of, they cannot do that because the Constitution forbids that. <clears throat> so everything has to be held up to the mirror of the Constitution. That's why it's a republic. Uh, constitutional republic is probably the best way to say it. So many of us uh, either have forgotten that or were never taught that in the public school system because the socialists in the country have made a really a successful work of of uh, tainting all our institutions from being wonderful free institutions based on a capitalist form of economy and a uh, constitutional republic. And so one of the ways that you undermine a way of life or a way of government is to cause the future generations to be ignorant of that, of that, uh, of that way. And if you lose a sense of your history, uh, it's very difficult to recapture it. When you begin to lose your rights, it's very, very, uh, difficult to recapture it. And I was at a, uh, well, let me go ahead and finish this, and I'll move on to what I was just thinking. So so what does that mean for us? The, the Founding Fathers said basically this. What they designed was for a religious or moral people. They didn't tell you you had to be Christian, although lots of them were, majority of them were. 
they weren't saying if you weren't Christian, you couldn't be here. What they were saying is this, this country was designed not to be a spectator sport, but they expected the citizens of the country to be involved in the decision-making process of the country and have influence, but, and not just turn their head the other way and hope everything turns out right. That doesn't work in any area of life. I want you to think of any area of your life, your marriage, uh, managing your family, managing your business, uh, running a, a intramural volleyball team. Nothing goes forward based on passivity and neglect. And unfortunately, <clears throat> we have been lulled through miseducation. Uh, our schools have not taught the truth. Either they don't know the truth anymore or they purposely have undermined the truth. And so what we have now is people that are illiterate. They may know how to read and write, but they're culturally and politically and uh, philosophically illiterate as Americans. In other words, uh, they could not tell you why <clears throat> America is unique. And many teachers can't either. They're as ignorant as their students. So what difference does that make for you? Well, here you are living wherever you are. And uh, you may not be in California where we're having a major crisis along the lines I'm talking about. You may be in a, a pocket of conservatism somewhere in the country that you, maybe you can carry concealed without a permit. Maybe you can carry uh, open carry. So you you have more Second Amendment rights than we do in California. It may be uh, a real free place that you're living. What I'm suggesting to you is that may change quickly. And what I'm suggesting to you is if you look around the country, there's huge swaths of people that don't believe in America anymore. When I say that, I'm talking about the America uh, and the vision that our founding fathers had. So what does that mean for you today? You have a choice today in 2024 in January to make some adjustments in how you're living. And that means getting, you know, I've, I have people right on my block here, right next door to me where I'm doing this broadcast that don't want to be involved in politics because, because, because. Usually it's all the wrong reasons. They don't understand that the fact that just because they don't want to participate uh, they don't really have an opportunity to whine about it when things when their when their freedom is taken away. I was at a uh, political fundraiser just before I came here, and um, I really I I was thinking about not going to it because I have a very busy evening. I'm doing this show, and I'm going to get a late start, which I am, but I'm fine. <clears throat> but at the last minute, my friend who invited me said, "Hey, are are you here yet?" And I said, no, but I'm on my way. And I, when I meant on, on my way, I was telling the truth. I needed to put my shoes on, and I made a decision. I'm going to go because my friend invited me. They asked me to speak briefly, and, uh, and I, it, was a, it was a fundraiser for a fellow running for office. And I said to them, the people that gathered there, that I am concerned about the lack of freedom and the growing lack of freedom in our, in our counties. And I'm concerned about the overregulation, the fact that it's squelching or squinching businesses from being founded and growing. It's stopping us from having freedom. 
And we need people in in office that are willing to fight that and undermine that and resist that at every turn. Now you think, oh, well, I can't do that, Lou, because they tell you what to do in Sacramento. Well, I know I know principals of schools that have had some of the most successful schools in Yuba Sutter that when they were told to teach things in their school that were uh, immoral, contrary to the conscience of the principal, he told the teachers that just skip that. We're just going to work on the regular stuff, science, math, history, etc. So you do have some latitude and uh, people can take advantages. I know people that during COVID teachers, once they got their kids inside the classroom when they were teaching finally, and they were told the kids have to stay masked, he removed all the masks of the kids because he knew it was destructive. Now you have to decide uh, when you're not going to comply. I have some signs that if you're local here, I will give them to you that I will not comply. It gets into some details. It says, I will not comply with any non or unconstitutional mandates. You need to think of that. Any the Our founding fathers wrote in papers outside of the Constitution that people do not have to be obliged to obey any law that is repugnant to the Constitution. That simply means if something goes against the Constitution, that some local entity passes or county or city or state passes or federal government passes, uh, that is contrary to the Constitution, you do not have to uh, obey it. Could there be uh, consequences if somebody catches you not obeying it, like a law enforcement official that's trying to to uh, enforce the law. Yep, there could be, but that's a price we pay to keep our freedom. Now, last week or the week before, I can't remember what it was. As a result of Gavin Newsom passing a law, signing a law that says there were about 20, even though you can have a concealed carry permit in state of California. In fact, the Supreme court of, of the United States just said, you uh, Supreme Care, uh, sorry, the uh, concealed carry permits are actually contrary to the Constitution. I've been saying that for years. That's that isn't something really smart. It's just obvious. So Gavin Newsom turned around and said, well, we're just going to say, yeah, you can have a, a concealed weapon weapons. You can carry a concealed weapon. However, we're going to tell you there's certain areas in our communities in California, you can't carry a concealed weapon, period, even if you have a right to carry it according to the Constitution. So they started listing these areas. Well, thankfully, both the sheriff of Yuba and the sheriff of Sutter County and the two district attorneys that in those counties said, we believe that this law... Uh, restricting the carrying of weapons in certain environments is repugnant to the Constitution. They use that term. And therefore, uh, we don't believe that it will withstand a Supreme Court review. And therefore, up here in Yuba and Sutter counties, in, in two of the 58 counties of the state of California, we will not enforce those rules. We're just going to reforce same-o, same-o. Well, that's taken a stand, and we're very proud of both Wendell Anderson and Clint Curry in Yuba County 
and Brandon Barnes and Jennifer Dupre in Sutter County for doing that. And if you live up in these counties, I would appreciate it if you could email, call, send a card saying thank you for uh, protecting the Constitution. That be the Second Amendment in this case. Now, how does that fit in with you? There are a number of issues where you need to take a stand. Again, uh, I, you know, someone said to me the other day, the other night I was on the phone, and he, there was someone once said that no one ever attacked the United States because everybody was armed and behind every tree or every bush there would be somebody shooting an invading army. I don't believe that's true. This person said, I don't believe that's true anymore because look what happened with COVID. Everybody just folded. And so I don't believe that's true either. So I'm not expecting all of you to do what I say. What I'm telling you is you need to reevaluate your life. I believe in New Year's resolutions, even if you don't keep them all the way to the end of the year. I think it's good to, to evaluate your life. And it's also good to uh, change, make some change, whether it's health whether it's uh, uh, mental, whether it's spiritual, no matter what it is, it's good to address issues you think you need to do better and step up. I want to ask you this 2024, which I think could be a, a climactic year, to take a stand. Take a stand somehow, somewhere, and uh, be a patriot. And that means either go to supervisors' meetings occasionally, check the check the uh, the topics that are coming up on the agenda. They're on the internet. You could go to city council meetings. You could get on one of the boards. Some of the boards you don't even have to run for. You don't have to be elected. They'll appoint you to them if you show some interest. Some of the school boards lack people. Some of the planning boards lack people. There's commissions. Uh, there's uh, the grand jury is an important spot. Please, you're not going to be able to keep this country, this country, unless you do something different than you did in 2023, 2022, and backwards. You're going to have to make a change. You're going to have to become an activist. You're going to have to be more like our founding fathers and less like the people that are passive and lethargic today. We're going to lose our country. Every institution has, is under threat. The FBI is corrupt. The Department of Justice is corrupt. The Congress is very corrupt. Our local legislature is very corrupt. What do, what do I mean when I say that? I mean that they're the, the honest people that are there for the right reasons, whether it's the city council, supervisors, and on up, the assemblymen, senators, local senators, assemblymen in our state— and the, the uh, ones that are for the United States, majority of them, that's over 50%, are corrupt. And I'm going to tell you about it in a, in a little bit. I'm going to tell you a story about it, an insider story. I'm not guessing on this, please. I'm not guessing on it. I know there's complete corruption. People are compromised. They've even been bribed. They've been uh, honeypotted. I'm going to talk about that more later, where they've comp they've done something wrong morally, and now people know about it, and they're holding that against them. And every time they people, the big shots, the big people behind all the action, the cabal, anytime they want a vote to go a certain way, they just contact the senators and assemblymen and say, hey, we need you to vote this way. And if that doesn't happen, we're going to bring this out about this lady you were seeing or this man you were seeing or this boy you were molesting 
or this uh, this trip you took, et cetera, et cetera. They honeypot them. And uh, so what happens is they have people controlling the votes. And I'm sure if you think about it very deeply, you're going to realize that the very people you vote for, say, if you're a conservative or a Republican, and you vote these people in and you say, oh, finally, we got that guy in and we got, oh, we got a majority in the House. We got a majority in the Senate. We got a majority or something. So things will finally change. And then you realize they don't change. And you should ask yourself, why aren't they changing? Because the guy that or gal that you voted for, you thought, wow, I thought they thought like I did. I thought they wanted more freedom, less government. But as the gentleman said tonight about Sutter County, it continues to grow five or six percent budget a year. That's not America, people. Every time the budget increases or the government increases, your freedom decreases. Same, same. You can't drink half a half a soda and have your whole soda left. You're going to lose something. We are losing our freedom every time we allow government to enlarge itself. So you, some of you need to run for office. Some of you need to go and pay more attention to the school board and stand up. Some of you need to ask the school board, I want to look at the, the curriculum and the books in our library. Do we have porn in our library? I mean, we could just, I could do a whole list of things here, but we need you to become sensitized to what's going on in the country. And we need you to vote and we need you to re do more than just vote. We need you to register some people in your block, around your block. I've asked my neighbors, some of them decline, but I say, hey, are you registered? We really need you to vote. And you need to get involved with a candidate and the, and the candidate you believe in and pass out their signs or get involved with them, help them. Listen, we need to do something different or we're going to lose this country. And it's not going to be 10 years from now, 15 from years from now. I do not believe that. I believe now is critical. I think we could have literally they tried to do a coup d'etat on President Trump. They tried it. If it was any other man with less uh, of a backbone and less independent because he's so wealthy. The country would have collapsed there. They would have, the, we would have lost a president. You know, the deep state, the CIA, the FBI have been involved in the assassinations of our own people. Robert Kennedy, John Kennedy, Martin Luther King, Muhammad, uh, uh, not, not Muhammad, Malcolm X. All these people, there's all kinds of people that have been eliminated by the deep state. So uh, we're coming up to the break right now for our first break. We're going to be here for five more segments if you're new to us. And uh, <clears throat> between the segments, I, I have some clips I picked out for you to listen to that are very good. So pay attention, and I'll be right back after the clips play. Okay. have righteous anger over the invasion of illegals? I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. Tell friends who are Democrats that Democrat Party politicians in Sacramento and Washington, D.C. care more about illegal aliens than about you and your family. With a $68 billion state budget deficit, 
Newsom and the Democrat state legislators are still giving 2 million illegals in California free health care, which is expected to cost more than $3 billion each year in your taxpayer dollars. When illegals get more freebies, can drive, vote, become cops, and everything else in California, you know this favored status is no accident. Democrat politicians care more about illegal aliens than about you and your family. Tell your Democrat friends. SaveCalifornia.com, championing your values in California. Wealthy Americans are leaving California in droves, new data shows. A new analysis found that California ranks as the number one state with high-income earners moving out. High-income earners are moving in what's being referred to as the Great Wealth Migration. New data from MyEListing, an online resource for commercial real estate, provides insight to the current lifestyle trends. They ranked U.S. states based on several factors including tax laws, economic prospects, and lifestyle offerings. Here are the top nine states with the most significant net negative outflow of wealth ranked. In other words, this reflects which states high earners are leaving the most. California comes in at number one with a staggering net loss of $343.2 million, according to recent IRS data. Why? Many high-income earners are fleeing the Golden State due to skyrocketing income tax rates and high cost of living, making it a less desirable destination for wealthy Americans. The study also finds this could impact job creation as high-income earners play a role in business expansion. On the other side of the coin, high-income earners are relocating to these three states, Florida, Texas, and Arizona. Florida has a net income migration of $12.4 billion. A main reason? Florida has no personal income tax. Also rounding off this list, wealthy Americans are moving to Colorado, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Utah, and Georgia. So that begs the question, are you staying in California or are you moving? Let us know on social media. I'm Ariana Cohen reporting for CBS 8. In this room are some of the most important TV and film executives in the world. People from every background, but they all have one thing in common. They're all terrified of Ronan Farrow. <laughs> He's coming for you. He's coming for you. Look, talking of all you perverts, it was a big year. It was a big year for paedophile movies. Um, surviving R. Kelly, Leaving Neverland, Two Popes. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I don't care. I don't care. No one cares about movies anymore. No one goes to the cinema. No one really watches network TV. Everyone's watching Netflix. This show should just be me coming out going, well done, Netflix, you win everything. Good night. But no, no, we've got to drag it out for three hours. You could binge watch the entire first season of Afterlife instead of watching this show. That, that's a show about a man who wants to kill himself because his wife dies of cancer. And it's still more fun than this, OK? <laughs> Spoiler alert, um, season two is on the way. So in the end, he obviously didn't kill himself. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. Shut up. I know he's your friend, but I don't care. <laughs> you had to make your own way here and your own plane, didn't you? So, if you do win an award tonight, 
Don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your god, and off, okay? <laughs> The world is becoming a crazy place. Used to be, all you had to do was just smoke some weed. But not anymore, because now weed is messed up. I don't know why it's so strong. All I'm saying is, I had to tell all the weed salesmen, when I say I want weed, I mean regular weed. I don't want nothing with a nickname. Not Thriller, Killer, Salmonella, none of that. Because... I'm used to smoking weed and getting the munchies. This brother in L.A. sold me some stuff, had me looking at the refrigerator for three hours. I'm just in the kitchen, sitting on the stove. Just... Welcome back to our second segment, and uh, I've been highlighting some of the uh, the businesses that are affiliated with me, this show, and also our live show that we do on Saturday. This show comes up every Saturday morning on the internet after it's polished and tuned up. We also do a live show at KMYC, 1410 AM, in, it's in Marysville, California. It reaches a few counties up here in the North State. But it's also you can you can listen to it online, and uh, you can uh, one way to listen to it is to easily is to go to the website for the podcast, which is nohostagesradio.com, and then click on listen live, and you're really not listening to the podcast; you're listening to a live show that runs from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Saturday. So you get got to get your your time zones lined up. If you want to listen. So even though you're in outer Slombodia and we're over here in California and it's just a, a transmitter and an AM radio signal, it's coming over the Internet if you want to listen to th- listen there as well. So uh, <clears throat> all power services, I've been mentioning them. They've been on the move since the first of the year. They were over on uh, Stewart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T Road off 99. And technically they're at both places. They're on Stewart Road, and they just moved to a new location at 2530 Calusa Highway. But it's been t- it's taken a lot to move their entire apparatus. Uh, so they got part of their crew working at Calusa Avenue, 2530. That's also called Highway 20. And they have the rest of them over on Stewart Road. The way to find out where to go is you could just dial their number at 530-790. 5100 tell them what your problem is what you're bringing in and then they'll say hey why don't you take it over to Stewart road or bring it on by here whatever whatever until they get totally moved into the calusa highway highway 20 location you might think what is all power services well anything that has power connected to it any tools equipment etc compressors uh chainsaws trimmers all kinds of any kind of tools that are uh, you don't have to like pedal them, but they're powered up. They will repair them for you and give them back to you good as new. 
Uh, they also, you know, I've taken water uh, pressure washers in there. Uh, I've, they fix all that stuff. And, uh, and they've got a, a growing crew of people that are working for them. Finally, they do, you know, you know, mechanics are hard to find good mechanics. So you can't just dial up a, a employment agency and they say, Oh yeah, we got five. We'll send them by. So you can interview them. Nope. There's not that many people out there. And, um, so give give uh, those guys a call at 530-790-5100. And, uh, or you can just drop by if you want to see their new shop at 2530 Highway 20 or we, what we call Calusa Avenue, Calusa Highway here in Yuba City, and they'll take good care of you. Um, he had a write-up here. He said, our new service shop is open, and we are already taking in repairs for customers, da-da-da. Jose, one of our mechanics, is the first on our team to officially legitimately move over to the new new location and set up his workstation. The hours are Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, and they actually even work Saturday. These boys are serious, 10 to 4 on Saturdays. So it says if you have something you need serviced or repaired, please feel free to stop by or drop it off with either Josh uh, or Jose, and they'll take care of you. They got a 3,800-square-foot shop or retail portion, um, but they also have a shop connected to that. So they're still they're still developing all that and get everything set up. Taking, they're working on equipment, they're repairing, and they're setting up. So uh, <clears throat> anyway, that's those guys. The other people, I was just into the office. I dropped into the office uh, two days ago, I think. Maybe it was yesterday. North Valley Paralegal, they moved from civic center boulevard in yuba city over to 4234 street the hart building h-a-r-t in marysville across from sierra central credit union you just press the buzzer that and then they'll unlock the front door for you it's about a seven-story building it's one of the taller buildings in marysville fortunately north valley paralegal is on the bottom floor the ground floor and you just walk straight ahead through the lobby and they're the first operation on the right has a nice sign on the door. They haven't got all their signage up on the windows out front yet, but they're 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 operating at full tilt. And I was talking to the owner, Nellie Garcia, over there this week, and she said things are very good. It's a bigger location and very easy to get to. There's plenty of parking around there. So uh, you can reach them to make an appointment or you could walk in, but I, I would make an appointment if you, you got to tell a story and get, get going on some of your work. And uh, they do all kinds of, uh, in fact, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm just going to give their number and then that the next break, I'm going to get their brochure. I didn't bring it up here to where I'm doing the show, but I have it down below and I'm going to read you. They have about 25 or 30 different uh, legal services they provide uh, and they're going to do it cheaper and nicer and more honest than the average attorney. I don't know why anybody goes to an attorney unless you've murdered somebody. So their their number is five three zero seven five one nine two eight nine seven five one nine two eight nine. So I'm really pleading with you uh, to get involved, and uh, I want to give you a website to follow. You can follow this anywhere in the country. It would benefit you. It's just not designed for a local group. Uh, it's called Freedom Coalition Network, but the website address is very simple. Freedom Co. C-O. Freedom Coalition. Freedom Co. Dot net. Freedom Co. Dot net. 
If you go to that site, you're going to learn a lot about a lot of different topics that are critical topics to this country right now, whether it's election integrity, uh, whether it's uh, chemtrails, whether it's 5G, whether it's COVID mandates, whether it's how to, re- how to if you've been jabbed, what can you do about it? Uh, it mandates, illegal mandates from your employer, unlawful firing, all those kind of things we can help you with, lots of things. Actually, actually we have uh, items on there to protect you if you go to the hospital. You know, a lot of you think, well, I'm not going to the hospital. Well, a lot of times we don't have a choice. Somebody runs a red light and puts us in the hospital. So uh, we have information there on how you can download some. It's all free. Everything on that website's free. You can download some paperwork from hospital hostage help. I have friends, many friends that have been killed by our medical community by putting them on remdesivir and putting them on um, ventilators during because they got sick with the flu or the COVID virus, whatever you want to call it. And so um, you have an opportunity to educate yourself because you think, well, I really don't know what's going on with what it's you just what, the cool thing about the Internet, if you have it, is you can uh, or you can listen to podcasts or you can listen to other groups on on certain radio stations that are telling you the truth. The mainstream media is not telling you the truth. The first thing you should do if you're not watching sports or some kind of entertainment like a movie is not listen to the news on mainstream media. It's straight up propaganda. It's it's not like an occasional lie. It's 100% false. And uh, they are controlling your uh, your sense to give up and just, and just uh, stick your head in the sand. Don't do that. Educate yourself and get involved. Now, uh, let me start here somewhere. Where do I want to start? Okay, okay, okay. This is what I wanted to say to you. This guy wrote this. He said, I was in line at Home Depot, and a middle-aged Mexican man walked out the door with so many power tools in his arms he could barely see where he was going. I yelled at him, and when I started to go after him, the security guard stopped me and said, don't do it. It's not worth it. I was so mad. I felt like he was stealing from me. I watched him just slowly walk through the parking lot and he went over to where all the day labor guys were hanging out. They do that in California. I don't know where they do it where you are, which I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with stealing. He said, this is allowed by the California politicians. Did you hear what this, this guy has it figured out. This is not about law enforcement. Law enforcement is being told what to do by the California politicians. And, and many people are leaving law enforcement because they're not putting up with this anymore. They're just done. They said, I, in fact, I ran into, a, 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 I, I know a lot of law enforcement people around here, and I ran into one sitting, he was posted up in a parking lot. And I've, I've worked with this guy for years. And I said, hey, a long time no see. How's it going? He said, not going good at all. I said, really? I said, you okay? He said, no, I'm not okay. I hate my job. This is a guy that's already given probably 15 years as a law enforcement guy and didn't always hate his job, but he hates his job now. Why? Because of California politicians handcuffing him to keep him from doing his job. 
So this is this. He, the guy writes, this is allowed by California politician. That's why he said people are leaving. Cops are leaving. Construction people are leaving. Families are leaving. Uh, I was just talking to a guy tonight. I forget where he said that uh, that there were all kinds of homeless people around this certain area. And and he said, yeah, they may be in tough shape, but it intimidates people and people don't want to. Oh, he, he had a business. His wife had a business in Yuba City in one. He had she had two different outlets in two different parts of Yuba City. He said, oh, we closed that outlet because there are so many. Uh, homeless people there and they're up to no good and it was affecting our business. So we closed the business. This guy said, that's why people are leaving the state. They're leaving cities, San Francisco, 40%. I'm telling you people, this is a huge number. This should shock you. Four out of 10 of, of, of each feet or square feet in a business, 40% of the retail space office space in San Francisco is empty. They've left. Have you ever seen a ghost town? Have you ever been to an area? I used to live in Timbuktu and where there were at once 10 or 12, 15,000 people during the gold rush. When I moved in there at a house that was just out in the middle of nowhere called Timbuktu in California, along the Yuba river, Timbuktu itself had gone. The people had gone. The buildings were gone. I'm telling you people, just because you got used to San Francisco doesn't mean it's going to remain that much of Detroit is gone. It was like the pearl of, of the United States, the diamond of the United States. It was like the, one of the most successful places in the United States of America, Detroit, Michigan. They were building all the cars there and manufacturing and steelworks. Much of that is simply gone today. It's not coming back. He says that this guy is standing in Home Depot. He says, writes, he said, this is why people are leaving. Don't get me started on the open drug markets use and the same druggies pooping on the sidewalk. But hey, not to worry as long as you're calling the idiots by their proper pronouns. It's all right. I'm telling you, people, this is the truth. Our country is melting down, and if you don't change the politics, I'm and right now I know I'm speaking to a lot of people that don't even live in California. It's coming your way, and I'm speaking to the people of Yuba Sutter counties where I'm sitting. If we don't change the politicians that are making these decisions over our law enforcement officials, uh, we are going to lose our our communities. They're they're not even going to look like what they used to look like. Uh, okay. So I call this, uh, I titled this talk that he wrote from a guy just going into home Depot legal to steal legal to steal. Did you hear what I said? Legal to steal. Our founding fathers believed that if people didn't control their desire to steal, in fact, there's a clip here by Randy Thomason about stealing. You're, the Bible says to love your neighbor. You can't love your neighbor and steal from your neighbor. You can't love your neighbor and steal from a, a store. You're not only hurting a, a person, you're violating the rules of God. 
And once that once that conscience is seared, we're not coming back. We're not coming back as a country. That's why people for the since the beginning of this country have wanted to come here because other countries don't operate this way. Don't operate this way. I want to mention that, you know, we've been taking down all these statues. Oh, well, that guy was not a nice guy back in 1700. We're going to take down the statue, right? I like to, I like to read these biographies of people that went through difficult circumstances and prevailed. And we, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a, a teachable moment. Claire Bell Drisdale was the first African-American graduate of New Mexico State University. She's, she's just a darling. It's a, a picture here of her as a young uh, nurse. Gorgeous person. Uh, very attractive lady as a probably a 20-year-old. She, uh, she was the first African-American graduate of New, Me- New Mexico State. Listen to what happened. Many of her professors would not allow her inside the classroom. She had to take, this is in the uh, 1800s, 18 early 1900s. She had to take notes from the hallway. They set her out in the desk in the hallway so she could hear from afar the lecture. She was also not allowed to walk with her class to get her diploma. Right now, the blacks in some uh, uh, universities don't want to walk across the stage with anybody but their own color. Isn't that crazy? After all, we fought over uh, integration. So now we're back to there. But she was not allowed to walk with her class to get her diploma. She married a fellow named Jasper Williams in 1917. That's about the time my dad was born. They had three sons. All three sons became physicians. That's so so amazing. She became a great teacher of black students by day and night. She taught her parents, former slaves, home economics. In 1961, New Mexico State University named a street on its campus after Williams. You know, she was named Claire Bell Drisdale, but she married Jasper Williams. So they named this is a this is a, a university that would not allow her to sit in the classroom or be graduated at the same time as other folks. But in 1961, this the university had changed its thinking. They didn't burn down the university because back then they did stupid stuff. What they did is they named a street on its campus after Claire Bell Drisdale Williams. In 2005, the building of the English department was renamed Claire Bell Williams Hall. In other words, a hall being a building. In 1980, Williams was awarded an honorary doctorate of laws degree by that same university, which also then apologized for the treatment she was subjected to as a student. She died at 100 years of age. Do you think it was better to just repent, show remorse, and make an adjustment on how we treated people than maybe destroy the whole university in the name of, oh, they weren't perfect back in the 1800s and 1900s? So many, there's so many stories about black people and other ethnic people that overcame 
uh, obnoxious behavior, uh, but then went on to live above that and beyond that as opposed to destroying society. So um, this is a, a meme somebody sent to me, and then we'll we'll take a break again. Uh, there's a picture of a guy. Have you been checked at the TSA going to the airport? You ever been felt up? Have your had your crotch grabbed by people? And f- your your junk fondled, your butt crack rubbed, and uh, that's what happens. There's a picture of this guy down on his knees, and this guy standing, letting this guy run his hands up his crotch, and and above it it says, "You were at the airport," and it's just a guy being checked over, like I've been many times. And then, then there's a next to it, it says Juan at the border, Juan being the name of the fellow, Juan at the border. And Juan is on the left, and he's fist bumping a border patrol guy. So TSA is checking over citizens and even grannies with a leg missing or with cancer, and they're making them pull them out of their uh, wheelchair and feeling them up at TSA in the airport. But at the border, they're fist bumping illegals and letting them walk through we'll be right back we're going to take a break and we got the third segment coming sex scandal is rocking President Trump's case in Georgia. The Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney, Fannie Willis, has been accused of appointing her lover as a special prosecutor in the case against Donald Trump. D.A. Fannie Willis is responsible for taking Trump's mugshot, also allegedly financially benefited from hiring her lover, Nathan Wade, on that Trump case. This is according to a motion that was just filed by Wade, the co-defendant, Now, who is this romantic partner who Fannie Willis hired? He was just a private attorney who's never even tried a felony case. Even the Times says he has, quote, limited experience trying high-profile cases. But get this. Fannie's alleged lover has been paid nearly a million dollars in legal fees already. Who authorized the payments? That would be Fannie. Where'd she get the money? Oh, that's your money. Came from the taxpayers. They've allegedly gone on luxury vacations to Napa Valley, even taking Caribbean cruises. And Fannie isn't even denying that she's hired a guy she's sleeping with to prosecute Trump. Known as the father of psychoanalysis, Sigmund Freud claimed his father molested all of his siblings. Freud was a cocaine addict, as well as a pedophile advocate who taught that children sexually lusted after their parents and that children who reported sexual abuse by adults had either imagined or fantasized the experience. He believed that women were the problem with society and all their problems stemmed from not having a penis. 
Freud's grandson, Sir Clement Freud, has been accused of molesting multiple young girls and was suspected in the disappearance of Madeleine McCann. Sigmund Freud's sister, Anna Freud, whom Freud claimed was regularly molested and abused by their perverted father, gave birth to Freud's nephew, Edward Bernays, the father of propaganda. Bernays took his family's work in psychology and used it to help governments and corporations manipulate the minds of the public. Hired by the American Tobacco Company, Bernays manipulated women into buying more cigarettes by convincing them that smoking was a form of feminist liberation. During this propaganda campaign, he dubbed cigarettes torches of freedom. Thanks to Bernays and his family's twisted legacy, social engineering became big business. Modern psychology was used to exploit mankind's mental weaknesses, nurture the public's lower desires, and turn people into mindless consumers. Is it any surprise then that the great nephew of Edward Bernays is none other than Mark Bernays Randolph, the co-founder and original CEO of Netflix? Does anyone really think this is a coincidence? Netflix has not only replaced network television as the premier home of pop culture, it is also continuing the degenerate, depraved social engineering of the Bernays Freud legacy. In 13 Reasons Why, Netflix was accused of romanticizing suicide during a recent increase of teenage suicides. In The Devil Next Door, they were accused of rewriting history to deceive viewers into believing that Poland was responsible for establishing Nazi death camps. In The First Temptation of Christ, Jesus Christ is depicted as a homosexual. And a Texas grand jury indicted Netflix for depicting child sex in the movie Cuties. Netflix and Chill, the new preferred method for brainwashing the masses. Brought to you by one of the most depraved, degenerate families of the modern era. Turn it off and wake up. For Infowars.com, this is Greg Reese. Yeah, all right. Under 35? Yeah, awesome. Look at you. She's gorgeous. Wow. Young, pretty. Look at these millennials coming in late, man. Hitting the bar kind of hard. They'll hold the seats. <laughs> You're like superheroes. Enjoy your youth, man. Touch your toes. Never take a nap. Pound those drinks, wake up fresh. You guys are not going to mess up your life like the baby boomers. We were way too ambitious, man. Millennials, you're not going to mess up your life. You're going to work small, live small. Smart. Smart. Have some roommates. Maybe own a bike. Check my world at night. To 
All right, here we go. Number three, segment three. I was talking to Bill Artomenko. He and his wife, Carla, have owned Thrifty Rooter for over 45 years. And they had a problem. They texted me during the, the live show last week. They said, Lou, there's something up with our website. I don't know what happened to it, but it wasn't working right. So I put a shout out. But this week, they got it fixed. And I went over and I perused the website. In fact, they'd made some changes, upgrades to it. And it was real nice, easy to follow. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, a Thrifty Rooter serves a number of counties up here in Northern California. We're in Yuba Sutter. But they also serve up in Butte County and over in Calusa County and Placer County. And uh, they serve a portion of Placer County. It's a city called Lincoln. So if you're around here and you have a plumbing problem, these folks got it going on. And I always t- talk about them being urban plumbers and rural plumbers on their website. They don't talk about it that way. They just simply show all the equipment that they have to work on septic systems. They can put in a whole new septic system for you. They can redo your septic system. They can uh, repair your septic system. Uh, They can pump out your septic system. And then they can do things. They can run cameras down your pipes. And uh, they they aren't just guessing if there's a blockage. They can go down there and say, well, what kind of blockage is it? Was it a toy that got flushed? Or is it loaded with roots? or whatever, whatever. There's all kinds of slick techniques to figure this out. So Thrifty Rooter is someone that they, is going to respond to you very quickly, whether you need a big tanker truck coming out with a plumber or whether you just have a van come out. And you can reach them. You can send them a message right off the website if you choose to, thriftyrooter.net, not US, not com, not org, .net, like the netting of a fish, thriftyrooter.net. Or you could just dial them up old school at 530-673-8201. And they have, they have dispatchers over there, just like law enforcement does, that are just all fired up and anxious to, to solve your problem, listen to you, and then solve your problem. So give them a shout, 530-673-8201, and they will take good care of you. That's what they say on their website, and that's what Bill and Carla tell me as well. Listen, you don't stand business in a small community of a couple hundred thousand people uh, doing bad work. You just don't, you don't stay in business and they've been thriving for all these many years. Also want to mention to you, uh, Alan's auto body. And that's where I take my car when I goof up, whether I pull out in front of somebody or I crash something on the, the body of my car. So you can go to Alan's auto body and they will, they will undo your boo-boo. Like if you did a boo-boo, or somebody did a boo-boo on you, and you want to like put it back the way it was before you goofed it up, they will make it just like new. Allen's Auto Body over at Tea Garden and Sutter Street. If you get on Sutter Street in Yuba City, um, they uh, you just go down to uh, Tea Garden, cross the cross street, and look at it for the brightest yellow building. There isn't another building in town that that bright yellow. So you just pull in there, or you can dial them up at 530-671-1057. They have normal hours Monday through Friday. And uh, so you shouldn't, there'll be people if you just want to drop in, no problem. But uh, give them a call if you want to have your rig towed over there, whatever. Just say, hey, my car's coming over. I crunched it, da-da-da-da-da. So uh, Kevin 
and Kerry Clark and Sons operate that business. I know them just like I know the Artemikos. Kevin's been over there. He's like a fixture on that corner. He's been there so many years. He 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 bought it from the Allens, the people that that had it before him. But he worked for them, so they're 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 not practicing. These folks are professionals, and they'll they'll make it right for you. They're honest people. They're quality people. They're salt of the earth type people. So give them a shot. Five three zero six seven one ten fifty seven. Okay, so let's get back to this situation in our country. And uh, you at the airport shows a guy grabbing your crotch, and then but but the guys coming in illegally across the border. Uh, not getting frisked at all, not getting checked over at all, not getting ID'd at all. In fact, I was just listening to the radio on the way in tonight, coming home. The guy, the Mayorkas, the head of Homeland Security, Mayorkas, that they want to impeach, the guy's totally a criminal. Anyway, he said he was telling his own customs officials at the border that 85% of all the people crossing the border right now that are that are um that are being caught they're being they're like you ever hear of fishing where you catch and release 85 percent 85 out of every hundred illegal coming in is being released into the united states with no follow-up they're just being released free to go I'm telling you people, this cannot go without, this is going to change the entire country. You may have the same question I'm asking myself day after day. Where are the Republicans, if you voted conservative Republicans, why aren't they doing something besides complaining and being interviewed and and talking about this? We seem to be totally powerless to make a change that just the first time in history that some uh, president has just simply knocked. I don't know whether you've seen photos or videos of the border. I know people that work are working down there. Literally tens of thousands every day are walking through the border, just like you could walk right into uh, Costco if they left the door open in the middle of the night and just take take whatever you want. Right? Nobody's bust. Nobody's doing anything. That's just the way it is. Guy, a guy posted a meme, a picture of, of you. You remember the muscle cars of the 60s and 70s? There's a picture of a black and white picture of a Dodge Charger. Man, those are bad cars back then. They would scream Dodge Chargers, 1960s, 70s, something like that. It says, my generation cut off their mufflers. They would modify mufflers and modify the engines and make them loud and powerful, right? My generation cut off their mufflers. Your generation cuts off their wieners. We are definitely not the same generations. And baby, that's an Ann Howe. I was just talking to somebody today. He's uh, my age, almost 100. And he spent his whole life being a master mechanic, fixing things. And we were we were talking about him coming into Juvenile Hall and talking to some ex-CYA boys that have been released back to Juvenile Hall. Both of them have uh, the uh, on their record now a death of someone, whether they were did a manslaughter or anyway somebody died, right? So they went to prison. And we were talking about the fact that nobody wants to work anymore because the government's just handing out stuff. 
definitely his and my generation, he and I are the same generation. The people today are different than we are. We ain't the same. The DNA isn't the same. The cultural DNA is not the same. So it said, my generation cut off their mufflers. Your generation cuts off their wieners. We are not the same. Baby, we're not the same. I'm telling you, whoever you are listening, you better represent what you're about. If you don't stand up and represent, it's one of my gang members' friends. We're representing. We're representing Nortenos. We're representing Sedanos. White power. We're representing. Whether they put colors on, tattoos on, or they stand up and fight. What are you? Are you representing anything besides being passive and just selfish? Are you willing to fight for this country? I don't. I don't know what to tell you to do. I'm not going to shoot on you. I'm just saying. You know. You know my biggest shock. I have a lot. A lot now. Sometimes I meet people and I think they see life the way I do. And then, then there's an incident that comes up where we need to stand up for some, something or we need to get registered to vote or vote. And they vote totally screwy. And I thought, obviously, they don't. I'm not saying they're evil people. I'm just saying, obviously, they are not anything like I'm thinking. Every time that the government takes more of your money, they, that reduces the amount of freedom you have. Every time the government re- eliminates some of your independence, what is independence? Being able to just fix your house up, not having to ask the government permission. All these taxes on my, I just, I, I have a car that is 21 years old I drive. And I have to re-register it. And the registration is like $160 for 12 months. Just the privilege to put it on the road. If I drive it on the road without that sticker, they will tow my car and take it away from me. I mean, I could list 100 things that, that the government asks. You can't do that unless you do this. You can't do that unless you do this. You can't, you can't burn uh, branches out in the rural area anymore. Stacks of branches. If you're com- now you can't. If you're commercial operation, you can't water your lawn in California. I'm, I'm telling you, people. Those are just stupid things that human beings are making those decisions. You remember when they made the decision that uh, in California, you could wash your car at home with a hose if it had one of those. Uh, you couldn't just let the water run out the end. You had to have a f- nozzle, on and off nozzle. But have you seen all the the, the baseball kids and and uh, maybe Pop Warner football and and they're trying to show kids to how to work for stuff. So they do a a, a a car wash and they go to a gas station or they go to a parking lot and they they hook up their hose. And they make their own signs and they stand out there and they all work together. Maybe it's a cheerleading group. And they say, come in and support our cheerleading group. Come in and support our Pop Warner team. And and we will wash your car and you can make a donation. Okay? They outlawed that in California. But now people, more and more people are just ignoring the law because it's so stupid. 
the same car that is going to there to get washed by those children and there we're teaching children how to pay their own way and to do and and earn their way to whatever their accomplishment is going to be that same car could be washed just down the street at a house but if if you wash it at a uh at a some kind of an event like that a car wash uh uh volunteer you know non-profit deal all the money going to the kids you can't do it more and more laws they made each year in california they're adding about a thousand new laws uh, have you noticed each year if you go back 10 years that's 10,000 new laws has your life improved over the last 10,000 laws by the law those laws the other thing that's happening is is now everybody is not uh, uh everybody doesn't have to obey the law if you have a lot of money if you have a political big name you don't have to follow the laws you have your own law So during the January 6th, uh, it was not an insurrection. It was a media event that was coordinated by the CIA and the FBI. All kinds of FBI agents were in the group. They were dressed up as Trump supporters with MAGA hats, and they launched, they turned a demonstration or a protest, peaceful protest, into people going in, and they invited people into that building. People didn't break through to get into the building. They opened the gates and the police ushered them in. And it's now all clear because the videos have been released. Remember Kevin McCarthy would Nancy Pelosi and then Kevin McCarthy refused to release the videos on January 6th. Now there's thousands of hours of videos that are released and it proves what everybody suspected. It was a construct. It was a sting operation it was a fabrication by the FBI. They do it all the time. The CIA does it all the time. They convince people to commit a crime. They lead people into committing a crime, and then they arrest them for it. And it was the FBI that set it up. All that. They entrapped them. It was called an entrapment. Ray Epps, you can see Ray Epps, because uh, you know what they're doing. You do, do you know that there's the FBI is flying around the United States arresting people today that they're identifying on videos that are living all over the all over the United States that they weren't even in the building. They were just standing on the grounds. They're going and arresting them still today. Years. We have political prisoners that have never come to trial and never cannot bail out and are being actually abused and beat up by law enforcement. So this says breaking Ray Epps is sentenced Ray Epps. People kept people all over the United States are saying, what about the, the guy Ray Epps? They learned his name and everything. And there's video of him so close. You can hear him saying, go in, break through the gates, go in, do this, do that. He was a worker for the FBI. He was a shill, a mark for the FBI, Ray Epps. And people said, how can you put people that were just grandmas with cancer that were just standing there supporting Trump, put, put her in jail, and you don't arrest Ray Epps? What's up with Ray Epps? Where's Ray Epps? Chris Ray, who's Ray Epps? Oh, he wouldn't, he wouldn't talk. No one will talk about it. You know what they gave Ray Epps? Have you seen the sentences they're giving out for people that weren't even at the demonstration? 
because they belonged to an organization like Proud Boys or something else. They weren't even there. They're giving them 22 years, 24 years, 20 years, 15 years. It's crazy. Some of these people are are, uh, patriots. I mean, they've served the military and, and law enforcement with distinction. You know what Ray Epps sentence was? I didn't even know he was he was being uh, going through the court system. I thought he was getting off, as they say, completely free, scot free. You know what this jail time is? He got no jail time. This guy was a it's got he's like, you know, the uh, you know, when you go to the movie and and the, the lead actor of the movie can't remember what they call that person, the key person in the movie. This guy was the key person at the January 6th. You know what he got? He got a $500 fine. He got one year probation and 100 hours of community service. Ray Epps was, is not wealthy guy, but he was working with the FBI and they won't admit it. The lone, they call him the lone insurrectionist, if you want to call it an insurrection. But they, the January 6th committee weren't interested in Ray Epps. So many people complained that they finally went and got Ray Epps. No jail time. He was the only January 6th protester that they have recorded who actually told people to go into the Capitol You would think he would got decades with the way, the, the way they're sentencing everybody else. Did you know that he didn't even have, have to come to Washington to go to court? They didn't even lock him up like they did all these rest of these people. They said, oh, we'll just, uh, you can just stay in your state. I think he's from Arizona. He said, you, you can just call in by Zoom and we'll do the court hearing by Zoom. Hunter Biden, did you hear he crashed the uh, the meeting in the House? He had violated. They were they were going to do a uh, subpoena, and f- they were going to find him in contempt of court by for ignoring a subpoena. So he didn't even show up on any of the days he was supposed to. So he just crashed the meeting today and just blew everybody off. Said the Biden regime refused to charge Epps with hurling a sign. He threw a sign at police when eight others are rotting in prison today for touching the sign. Eight others, in other words, there's hundreds of January 6th defendants. Eight others went to prison for touching some sign. Epps threw the sign at the police. Unbelievable. I got to take a break and we'll do the second half of the show. We got three more seconds.
I need somebody with arms, strong enough to rustle the deep state, and yet gentle enough to deliver his own grandchild. Somebody to ruffle the feathers, tame cantankerous World Economic Forum, come home hungry, have to wait until the first lady is done with lunch with friends, then tell the ladies to be sure and come back real soon, and mean it. So God gave us Trump. I need somebody who can shape an axe, but wield a sword, who had the courage to step foot in North Korea, who can make money from the tar of the sand, turn liquid to gold, who understands the difference between tariffs and inflation, will finish his 40-hour week by Tuesday noon, but then put in another 72 hours. So God made Trump. God had to have somebody willing to go into the den of vipers, call out the fake news for their tongues as sharp as a serpent's. The poison of vipers is on their lips, and yet stop. So God made Trump. God said, I need somebody who will be strong and courageous, who will not be afraid or terrified of the wolves when they attack. A man who cares for the flock, a shepherd to mankind who won't ever leave nor forsake them. I need the most diligent worker to follow the path and remain strong in faith and know the belief of God and country. Somebody who's willing to drill, bring back manufacturing and American jobs, farm the lands, secure our borders, build our military, fight the system all day, and finish a hard week's work by attending church on Sunday. And then his oldest son turns and says, Dad, let's make America great again. Dad, let's build back a country to be the envy of the world again. So God made Trump. A viral video making the rounds has utilized Google Earth's history tool to show what appears to be mass graves on Epstein's Island that were dug shortly after his arrest in 2006. In September of 2002, in the center of the island, Google Earth shows that there was nothing but a bare mound of Earth. In March of 2005, the Palm Beach, Florida police began investigating Epstein after a mother reported that he sexually abused her 14-year-old daughter. In July of 2006, Epstein was arrested by the Palm Beach Police Department on state felony charges of procuring a minor for prostitution. Hours later, he was released on a $3,000 bond. A few months later, in November of 2006, Google Earth shows that the previously bare mound has what appears to be mass graves freshly buried on top of it. During this time, Palm Beach County State Attorney Barry Christcher is accused of giving Epstein special treatment, and the FBI begin an investigation. In 2007, federal prosecutors prepare an indictment against Epstein, which is held up in the courts for a year. In June of 2008, Epstein pleads guilty to one count of soliciting prostitution and one count of soliciting prostitution from a minor. He is sentenced to 18 months in jail with a secret arrangement with the U.S. Attorney's Office to not be prosecuted for federal crimes. Epstein serves most of his sentence in a work release program that allows him to leave jail during the day. In July of 2009, Epstein is released from jail. One month later in August, Google Earth shows that what appeared to be mass graves on the mound have been covered over. In 2013, construction begins on the mound gravesite. 
By 2017, construction of what appears to be a tennis court is completed. Drone footage shows that the elevation in Google Earth is off. The newly built tennis court is on a flat plain surrounded by a dirt berm. By January of 2018, Google Earth shows that the tennis court has been raised and the earth beneath appears to have been excavated. In November of 2018, the Miami Herald begins publishing a series of articles about the Epstein case, which inspires public interest. In July of 2019, Epstein is charged on federal sex trafficking charges. One month later, the FBI raid the island. During this time, Google Earth shows cloud cover obscuring the view of the mound. On August 10th of 2019, Epstein is reported to have committed suicide in his New York City federal jail cell. The next available image is a month later, in September of 2019, and shows that the area on the mound is being used as a parking lot for commercial vehicles. The area is cleared by 2020 and has remained so until today. In a recent video, corporate media propagandist Megyn Kelly claims that we may be hearing from Jeffrey Epstein himself this year. We're not done with Jeffrey Epstein. I can tell you that for a fact. can't tell you how I know, but I can tell you for a fact we're going to hear a lot more about Jeffrey Epstein in the coming year. Uh, and you may be even hearing from him directly. More on that as I'm allowed to tell you. While most believe that Epstein was murdered, Many believe that he is still alive, claiming that images of his alleged corpse appear to be a different person, that the shape of his nose and ears were different. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. All right, here we go. Second half of the show. Uh, and, um, you know, Dr. Cassidy, I talk about Dr. Cassidy all the time. We've been friends for 30 years. I met him when I was having concerns back in the 90s, early 90s, about the product methadone. I didn't think that was a good deal. So I called him up. I saw his name in the paper, and he invited me to lunch and explained the the impact of an opiate on your brain. How how does it make you high? How does it make you addicted? How does it make you feel so good? He explained the science behind it and, and why the best product back then, it's not the best product now, but methadone was a good product to get people clean and away from criminal behavior and people not to withdraw. <clears throat> Some people that are ignorant, like I was, still think today, oh, you're just switching them from one thing to another. Yeah, it's like all you diabetics, why don't you throw your insulin in the garbage because it's just you're just switching one thing for another. You guys that need lithium so you're not bipolar, you're just switching one thing for another. Dr. Cassidy, when he retired from working for, I don't know, he worked 30 years, seemed like, for Yuba County as the health officer and then also the doctor for the jail, he would he would actually check over each prisoner, up to 400 prisoners as they came in, been booked. And then if they got sick, Dr. Joe Cassidy took care of the prisoners. But 
when he retired, he didn't want to retire from taking care of broken people. So he went to work for Peachtree Health, which is a clinic, nonprofit clinic, and with a number of outlets. And he his specialty among all the docs that work there is addiction. He's a regular family doctor, but he does addiction. So he and I are working together. I'm not I'm not a medical person. I'm not a legal person. I'm just a person that can put things together to get people the help they need. So he and I tag team to get people in recovery. And that that's different for every person. Every person's different. Not all addicts are the same. No addict's the same. They all have different challenges. Some of them have medical problems. Some of them have other com- complex things. Some have been raped, traumatized, whatever, whatever. Some of them had, have had severe injuries. So we're recommended you go to see him if you're you're in wherever you could fly in here and get help if you wanted but uh, he's here in in the yuba sutter area if you if you call peachtree health at 530-749-3242 749-3242 uh make an appointment with dr cassidy and then he'll get you hooked up and maybe he'll put you on some medication maybe he'll teach you how to wean yourself off your problem whether it's vaping tobacco, weed, heroin, methamphetamines, whatever, whatever, fentanyl. 749-3242, get appointment with Dr. Cassidy. If for some reason there's so many people calling that number you can't get through or there's a problem, I'm going to give you a cell number, but don't blow his phone up. Just text it one time, and I'm going to tell you what to say during the day. Do it. Don't text him in the middle of the night. 530-682-8648-682-8648. And um, just put your name, the word addiction, in your number. Okay? So I know that a lot of you are in a precarious situation where you your phone is running out of power. I just got a call from the River Bottoms uh, two days ago. And they said, Lou, we need, a, we need some, uh, can you help us with some blankets for some people down here? And some uh, food. And um, we need some Narcan and fentanyl test strips. In other words, you could test your drugs. Some of your drugs you're thinking are, are, in fact, somebody I just saw, they thought they were taking Xanax and they took fentanyl accidentally and it killed them. Fentanyl isn't forgiving. So Dr. Cassidy can help you with all that. But if you're, if you're stressed and your phone, if you're trying to phone and make an appointment at the behavioral health to try to get money to get into a rehab and you can't wait on the line, you can't wait on the line with Peachtree, just call me and uh, leave a message or text me or I might answer the phone and when we're good to go. And my number is 530-713-1838, 713-1838. And many times on the weekend, we've been able to help people on the weekend. And uh, I will make call to Dr. Cassidy. I know all these people, and I can connect up and help you scoot along and get the help you need. We've been Every week, we're helping people. Every single week, we're getting calls from all over. We from the show we do on KMYC, I promote it on KMYC, and we get calls from neighboring counties where people need help. And um, so we can do that for you, and uh, you'll be good to go. All right, so um, I told you about Ray Epps, what a lie this is. It's interesting. Uh, none of the people that have money, have connections and stuff are, are getting uh, 
proper justice. And when that begins to happen, people lose respect for justice. They lose respect for the judge judicial system. They, they, use, they lose respect for the whole country, and it becomes what we call lawless. So I was at Walgreens, which is a block away. I was in there picking up a couple items, and I was waiting my turn in line, and I was about third in line, and then this lady walks by, and she didn't come and get in line. She just walked out of the store, and she walked out the door. I thought, oh, you know, I do that sometimes. I go in to find something that's not there. I can't find it. So I just leave. And I don't steal anything. I just leave. Well, this gal, uh, when this gal that's working behind the counter, she said that lady just stole a bunch of stuff from the store. She did not go out. She did not chase her down. Nobody did anything. We just let her walk out with a full bag. She brought in a shopping bag. And she and she said, I know it because I said, Can't, why don't you stop her? She said, well, I didn't actually see her put anything in her bag. But she said the bag was empty when she came in. And on the way out, it's full, but I can't do anything about it. She said it's effed that the clerk, who was a very pretty, nice girl, I, she just was so frustrated. She said it's effed up. That's what you call a lawless society. You go out to get in your car, and somebody's laying under your car with the sawzall cutting off your catalytic converter. They're knocking your window out. You come out of a restaurant, the window is shattered, and they've stolen whatever they're getting out of your car. It's lawless. People know they're going to get away with it in California. I'm not sure about your state. I talked to somebody the other day that said that Dr. Lou uh, fraudulently jacked around with the statistics during covid you remember uh it in our counties we had what they call a dashboard a covid dashboard every day they were posting statistics like how many took the pcr test how many were positive for covid by the way those were all fraudulent uh so but they would stick the stick up your nose put the stick in your nose almost into your brain and then they would come up with the idea oh it it came out positive so then she would show uh, dr lou she's a fraud and she is not an honest person and she is not a real medical doctor uh she would post these statistics well this many people died this many people um tested positive for covid this many people were sick with covid right different test positive don't mean jack that means asymptomatic means you don't you're not feeling sick they just said oh you, 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 you're packing COVID. So, uh, anyway, uh, I just saw today, uh, the estimate there that 17 million people have died, not from the COVID illness. Most doctors that are studying this and most epidemiologists will say that nobody should have died of COVID unless they had severe comorbidities. That means they were severely sick with other things like collapsed lung pneumonia, uh, cancer, diabetes, severe diabetes, that coma, other issues that pushed them over the edge. Many of the statistics of COVID deaths, not from the jab, just before the jab, COVID deaths were actually deaths by something else. People got shot. People got run over. People fell. Uh, they, they, 
they uh, overdosed. They did something, but they would run a stick up their nose after they were dead and say, oh, they tested positive for COVID, but they class it a COVID death. Why did they do that? Because the government was paying them to say that. The, the government of the United States of America not only created the COVID disease in a lab, our tax dollars actually created the disease. It made it worse than the average cold. They weaponized it. Did you hear what I said? Your tax dollars, we paid to do that through Anthony Fauci. And then we created a a Nazi regime taking our freedoms away all the way around the United States and telling you to do things that were totally ridiculous. It's like stick your thumb up your ass and that's going to make you feel better. That's how stupid it was. Take a fabric and put it over your face where air can actually just go right around it and go through it. And the COVID germ is so much smaller than the holes in the fabric. But they said, wear the, you got to wear the mask. In fact, they're saying it right now in some health facilities. Then they said, you need to stand six feet apart. You know what happened? They, Fauci has been spending hours behind closed doors being interviewed by Congress. You know what he said before Congress? There's no science behind standing six feet apart. There was no, that's the doctor saying, oh, why don't you chew on a piece of grass? That's going to help you solve your pregnancy. That's how stupid it is. They just made up stuff. Stand six feet apart. Do you remember all the X's on the floors? All the stupid stuff? Do you remember outside Wells Fargo Bank here, the Nazi bank? All the people standing out in 105 degree heat, six feet apart. They couldn't have them just one one or two inside at a time. Standing, standing, standing all day, all day, all day. Now he admits that there's no, there's no... Uh, research, no science standing six feet apart is a benefit. Now they're admitting that there's no test to show that the N95 mask is of any benefit to stopping you getting a disease or given a disease, an illness. Remember they said that if you took the jab, life would go back to normal, you would not get COVID and you wouldn't be able to give COVID. They didn't say you're going to get six boosters or five boosters. They're going to say one shot. You could take the mask off. Then they changed that, remember? Because what happened? You know what they did? When people came in the hospital that were sick with COVID and they had the jab, you know what they said? They put them, they they called them unvaccinated. Why? Because they wanted to comply with the the narrative, the 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 lying agenda. Remember they said, oh, you know, what's going to happen is all you unvaccinated people are going to cause the demise of America. No, it was the vaccinated people because the vaccine isn't a vaccine. The COVID jab actually killed people, gave them heart disease, gave them blood clots in the brain called an aneurysm, blood clots in the leg. It killed people. It's killing people. It will kill billions before it's over because once you have it in your system, it ain't going nowhere, folks. You done jacked up your system. And so 
Uh, an interview of a guy with Tucker Carlson said the statistics right now reveal that at least 17 million deaths from COVID. Jab. The jab. How do you know that they're dying from the jab? Uh, you know something, people? Uh, l- let me put it another way to you. How do you know that they aren't? People say, oh, well, you know, how do you know the jab is causing the illness? How do you know that they aren't? Why do I need to prove it to you? Everything that the the government of the United States of America, every, everything that the medical hierarchy in America we used to trust with our lives lied to us. There isn't one truth. There isn't one thing they told it about this illness that is true. Everything was like pulling teeth to get the truth out of them. Ask this question. What happened to the flu statistics? Every year we'd have maybe 80,000 people would die in the United States as a result of getting the flu. Because why? The flu didn't necessarily kill them. It's just like when my mother had cancer. They told us she won't die of cancer. It's going to ruin her immune system. And then she'll get the common cold and die of pneumonia, which is exactly what they did. That's what the oncologist told us would happen. Because you can't live with a a screwed up immune system. They didn't blame it on cancer. They blamed it on her death certificate said pneumonia. Everything they said, I have local morticians told me that the health department called them to change the cause of death from what it actually was to COVID. There's fraud everywhere. You know, the health department of Yuba Sutter counties is keeping statistics. Dr. Lou doesn't even, isn't even timely on her statistics. So if, if you want to know, Oh, I want to know how many people died on this week or how many died on that week or this, or how many died this month of this or that. She says, well, I just get, get her whenever I get around to it. I'm so busy that whenever I get around to it, that's when I log the statistics. So wouldn't it be nice to know how many people died of suicide during uh, the the rates of suicide? Did they go up? Did they go down during COVID? How about the overdoses? Did they go up? Did they go down? How about the jabs? Do we know, you know, the nurses, the nurse that I talked about last week over at Kaiser Permanente in Santa Rosa said they lied at Santa Rosa Kaiser Permanente. They lied on what the cause of death was. We're screwed, people. We had the government lying on all the documents. On the little tablets. Somebody gets shot in the head, they call it a COVID. If they stuck the stick in their nose and they came up positive. On this on this show today, you'll hear a clip by Carrie Mullis, the founder of the PCR system, the testing system, which he said was never designed to do what they said, and you can make that thing say whatever whatever you want it to. So we used to have every year pretty much there's a consistent number of people die from the same old, same old things that, that uh, are ailments of humans, from heart disease to cancer to diabetes, da-da-da-da-da, suicide, same. 
So, however, what do you think is the the cause of most people dying in the world? There's one thing. It's been consistent. People don't like to talk about it. Abortion. Does that throw you? It says abortion statistics are here for 2023. I'm surprised they're already tallied up. And they make for grim reading. Abortion was the leading cause of death worldwide in 2023, topping infectious diseases and cancer. When you add them all together, it's not like abortion versus cancer, abortion versus cardiopulmonary problems. No, no, no. You add up all the ailments. How many people died from that? Then you add up abortion. Approximately 44.6 million babies were murdered. I tell kids in juvenile hall, I said, you're a miracle. They kind of look at me like, what? What's a miracle? Because they're illiterate. I explain what a miracle is. And they said, Lou, how are we a miracle? I said, in some cases, depending on your ethnicity, the majority of your mothers killed their babies. In other cases, 30, 40% killed their babies. So in other words, your peer group, a lot of your peer group, half your peer group of your age, your generation, died in the womb. The fact that you didn't, you're a miracle. You're a miracle if you were born, but you're a miracle that you weren't killed in the womb. When 44.6 million babies were murdered in the womb over the course of 2023, it's the fifth consecutive year in which abortion was the leading cause of death. I tell the kids, you're a miracle. Don't you want to pay? What about all the kids, your buddies of all flavors that were snuffed in the womb? For some reason, you were left to live. Pay attention. We're going to take a break. I'll be right back. Here's some really good news. A a big win in a federal court in Georgia by True the Vote. Uh, By way of background, True the Vote had mounted an election challenge to the voter rolls in Georgia. Voter rolls are the beginning of um, voter fraud. I say that because... When you have bad voter rolls, voter fraud becomes very easy. And I don't just mean voter fraud, fraud by a particular voter. I mean election fraud, coordinated fraud. Why? Because you can look at the voter rolls, which, by the way, are publicly available. You can scroll down and there could be people on those rolls who have died 
who are ineligible to vote, uh, who have moved, are now living in a different state. And yet there they are in the voter rolls, which means that Georgia does not raise an eyebrow when a ballot comes in from one of those guys because they're on the rolls. Uh, so uh, True the Vote assisted voters in Georgia to file challenges to some 360,000 of these names on the Georgia voter rolls. Now, by the way, these aren't just sort of uh, abstract names on the rolls. Uh, True the Vote has computed that some 60,000 of these 360,000 people voted, voted uh, in the 2020 or 2022 election. In other words, they have been exercising their right to vote, even though it is questionable whether they have that right to vote in the first place. Uh, and let's remember again, Georgia was decided by 12,000 votes. So having 60,000 eligible or maybe even 50,000 eligible, ineligible voters cast votes that is decisive. That is enough to throw fundamental doubt. Oh, sorry. Listen here, Professor. You're the one that needs an American history lesson. You don't know nothing about Lady Liberty. Standing there in a hub with her torch on high, screaming out to all the nations in the world, send me your poor, your deadbeats, your filthy. <laughs> and all the nations sent them in here. They come swarming in like ants. The Spanish PRs from the California. You're Japs, you're Chinamen, you're crouching, you're heaves, and you're in the Come in here, and they're all free to live in their own separate sections. Where they feel safe, and they bust your head if you go in there. That's what makes America great, buddy. He came from somewhere back in how long ago. This is our fifth segment. We have one, this one and one more to do. I was talking to Monty Hecker, uh, who runs Elite Universal Security the other day, just catching up with him. And he had a clip that I've actually added into the uh, show today. He thought I would like, so I used it. And uh, all of you out there uh, that like to send me clips, I just want to say I started in 1994. I started 2000. 2024, 1994, 2024. Uh, thank you for all your years of uh, supplying me clips and uh, articles to read. And, and uh, it's helped me a lot because I can't get to it all. And uh, I sure appreciate it very much. So uh, Monty Hecker with Elite Universal Security, they, they base here in Yuba County. They're a security firm and they work all over Northern California. You sent me a good clip that was uh, worthy of putting in the show. I'm pretty picky on what I, I always put in the best I can find each week. Some week it's, there's a lot to look at and some week it's skinny, but Monty uh, started out after he served in the air force uh, retired. He, he, he uh, started elite universal security. And so they have grown like any business. When you have good leadership, it will grow. You know, because more and more people want your business, you become well-known. So that's true with Elite Universal Security. And he, he said, Lou, we even have jobs right up on the uh, border with Oregon, up there at uh, Wairika. 
And uh, so if you'd like to, actually, there's a number of these places that I talk about, you know, like Thrifty Rooter. They're, I noticed in their window of their uh, building, they were looking for uh, plumbers. And uh, I'm sure all power services are looking for great mechanics, too. But I know that uh, Universal Security is always looking for guards. So maybe you want to make a little extra money because if you're going to stay in California. I think uh, I just saw where PG&E, that's the utility we have in Northern California. Our rates up here are twice as high, twice as high, 200 percent of what the national average is for the same utilities in other states. pg is going up again. And, uh, but if you're, if you retired recently and you're deciding to stay in California, maybe you think, ah, I like to stay here. I own my house or this, or they got some reason to stay. My grandkids are here. Something, something, right? So you're hanging. <clears throat> maybe you don't have that long to live anyway. You know, you're older person. You're not going to live to be 150. So uh, you say, I could, I could, if I could pick up 20 hours a week, that'd be great. So call Elite Universal Security. I'm going to give you their number, and they'll they'll uh, train you. They said they'll train you. Seven five three zero seven four nine zero two eight zero seven four nine zero two eight zero. So you may be listening from a county up in the north state, farther up north towards Oregon. Or a couple counties over from where we are, and you might think, oh, well, if I was over there, I'd go to work for those guys. Well, call them up at 530-749-0280. They may have some uh, contracts that they're doing in your county, and you don't have to go anywhere. They'll just train you from there uh, and get you started, and they could train you somewhat online. And then maybe you have to come down here and qualify for some things. But uh, you could you could do work up there. Cool. I think it's cool. So also all of you people that it's like I call our town here Zombieville. It used to be called Marysville. I call it Zombieville because the politicians in our Yuba County and Sutter County both, they consider it humane to allow homeless people and addicts walk around the streets out of their minds. They think that's humane. That's kind. That's, uh, being their, uh, that's a, the city of brotherly love, to let them go out of their minds and ruin their lives and kill, kill themselves. It's suicide by addict. Uh, so universal security can help you protect yourself, whether it's if you have a retail establishment that's being harassed or like one establishment that I know of, they built a fire right next to the building out of some leftover wood that was around broken pallets and stuff almost caught the whole building on fire they don't care they actually break into vacant houses around here and they just live in them until they get caught and run off so you may need some surveillance from elite universal security over a vacant house maybe someone died in that house you don't live there Maybe it's your grandma, maybe it's an aunt, maybe it's a house that you're going to need, end up in probate with, maybe it's going to come to you, but right now it's empty, and it's got all the stuff in it. It's got everything, to, they could go in there and make a hamburger. People, I know, I've known the homeless, I know these people, I, I work with them. They go into wherever they can go in, 
They go into vacant buildings. They go into vacant houses. So if you want to protect your ranch, maybe you have an equipment yard with a lot of expensive equipment. There's just all kinds of valuable stuff sitting around behind fences out there that people can climb in there. So uh, Lee Universal Security can help you with all those things, whether it's an industry, whether it's a ranch, whether it's vacant buildings. Maybe you're in real estate and you have a lot of buildings that are for sale that are vacant, and you've got to be keeping people out of there or pooping on the front door or whatever. So 530-749-0280. Now listen, there's all kinds of changes in the rules about handling weapons and Monty Hecker and those guys at Elite Universal Security can explain to you the differences and which way you want to go on the deal to keep right with Yuba Sutter County. You may think, oh, I'm just going to coast on Yuba Sutter County because we have good constitutional sheriffs, but I also have to travel with my weapon up into Butte County and these other counties. What do you think I should do? They will give you the right advice for that. Okay. They also can teach you how to shoot a weapon. They have their own range, etc. So, okay, uh, that's those guys. And um, also let me mention uh, Greenitz Construction. They just got hacked on their Facebook page. Man, there's a lot of people moving, getting hacked, goofed around, broken websites. So Greenitz Construction, that's the color green with ETZ on the end, Greenitz Construction. They have they have two platforms. One is a website, GreenitzConstruction.com. The other is... D- the other is just simply Greenitz Construction. That's a Facebook page. <coughs> Almost the same name for both. And um, I've known Dave Greenitz for over 40 years. So many of these guys are at, at the end of their careers, and they got it going on, and, and they, they know everything about everything in their world, whether it's Thrifty Rooter, uh, whether it's Dr. Cassidy, 30, 40 years as a doctor. They're aces, Elite Universal Security, Greenest Construction. So if you go on those two platforms, the website or the Facebook site, you're going to find some really cool pictures of jobs that they've completed. And sometimes they'll show the before and after, like how, how it transformed the look, or they'll show before and after on even the floor plans. So they got better use, more use of the same square footage. Greens Constructions are honest people. They're not going to jack around. They're not going to make mistakes and have to do redos and charge you for them. They're not going to make, you know, change their prices. They're going to show up when they say they're going to show up, and they're going to get done quickly and efficiently and cleanly. So you can reach them off those platforms I just gave you, greenitzconstruction.com or greenitzconstruction at their Facebook page. And then you can text or dial them at 530-682-9602, 682-9602. Okay, um, let me track, get back down here where I was talking. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Okay, I was talking about abortion being the leading cause uh, of deaths. And the way you can look that up, pretty cool. I looked it up during COVID. World O meter. The word world O meter. Very simple. All one word. It's a real time statistics provider which makes the distinction between induced bo- abortions, natural abortions, commonly called miscarriages. 
So uh, according to the World Health Organization, or called WHO, every year in the world there are around 73 million induced abortions. That means somebody had a doctor or medical provider kill their baby. 73 million. This corresponds to approximately 200,000 abortions every single day of the year. If you're a God-fearing person, that should get your attention that God is not, if, if you read much of the Bible, God does not take lightly killing people. There's judgment for that, folks. World Ometer noted that over the course of 2023, there were between 1,500 and 2,500 abortions a day in the United States alone, 1,500 to 2,000. In the USA, where nearly 30% of pregnancies are unintended, in other words, a woman gets pregnant, she didn't, you know, she's having, she's having relations with somebody. She doesn't really it just, you know, she didn't say, let's have a baby. You know, I don't even know why they have these categories. They say where nearly 30% of pregnancies are unintended. And then it said 40% of these unintended pregnancies are terminated by abortion. There are between 1,500 and 2,500 a day, as I said. Nearly 20% of all pregnancies in the USA, not counting miscarriages, the baby's killed. That's why I told the kids in juvenile hall, they're all miracles. They're double miracles. Um, despite overturning Roe versus Wade in June of 2022, which ended federal abortion laws and returned the matter to the individual states, which was a correct ruling, abortions have sadly continued to rise through the country. We are in trouble, people, morally. We're going to have to answer to God for this. And uh, so, and you say, well, I'm not having an abortion. I'm not doing it. We're all, the Bible puts us into the responsibility category if we're not going to fight something where people are getting murdered. You know, it's kind of like you're standing on the street and some guy just beats down his lady right in front of you and keeps beating on her and you just walk by or just watch. That ain't okay. Yeah, it may end up being really gnarly for you, but that ain't okay. All right, this is unbelievable. I, I don't know whether you remember this guy. His name is Madison Cawthorn. And he was a uh, congressman from North Carolina. And one of the districts in North Carolina, he was a rookie congressman. Rook, that means he's there for two years at a time. Congress people are there for two years at a time. The United States congressman. And the unique thing about Madison Cawthorn is he is very young and he was in a wheelchair. Seemed to me he was even missing his legs. I don't know whether he's in an accident or something. Okay. And he stood out to me for that reason. Plus, he was very bold on the floor of the House in, in making floor speeches and challenging the Speaker of the House, morally challenging them. Claims to be a Christian guy, okay? You may not think that by looking at the media because it sounds like uh, he was a hypocrite. But that's the media framing him. 
If you saw recently in a Senate subcommittee hearing meeting room, there's a video that a homosexual guy employed by a Democrat senator uh, bent over the dais, pulled his pants down, and let a guy, another guy, have sex with him up his anal area. He videoed it himself. It wasn't on a secret video. He videoed himself, and he put it on the Internet. And when, this, when the people back there found out about it, they threw a fit. Cawthorn, Madison Cawthorn said, I told you so, because he, he uh, went and on the floor of the house and said, we got a problem with orgies and drug use in Washington. And now we have them finding cocaine in the White House, all that kind of stuff. So Cawthorn made these allegations, and uh, they suggested a shadowy operation within the government wherein attractive individuals are used to entice and compromise public officials. He was right on. He's, they don't want to admit it. They're all compromised. People like Kevin McCarthy are compromised. He's gone now, but he was compromised. I want you to tell, tell you what happened. Cawthorn was propositioned. He was propositioned to go to an orgy and to do drugs by other political people. And he was shocked. They were really old people compared to him. They were like two and three times as old as him. He's a youngster. He's in his 20s, I think, late 20s. Cawthorn described scenarios in which extraordinarily attractive individuals, people he'll, he referred to as a 10. You ever referred to a, a woman as a 10? He said, he said, I think women are generally pretty, beautiful people. But he said, these are 10s. They, they're not the typical type of woman that most people run into. He said, if you're, if you're ever somewhere and you all of a sudden see a 10, you know, I'm just talking about physical attraction. Seeing a 10 is not an everyday thing. That's why they're 10s. You know, every woman is beautiful, but you know, just ob objectively, uh, that's, that, that woman makes a scene when she walks through a room and you see a 10. It's somewhere they probably shouldn't be. You wouldn't normally expect to see a 10. Like you're in a small town bar and you see a supermodel walk in from Brazil. You're like, wow, that's weird. This is, this is his testimony, Cawthorns, Madison Cawthorn. And then all of a sudden, they're very interested in you at a small town bar. Just know that that person is probably there for a purpose and they're very good at their job and they are trying to put you in a compromising position. Hello? He suggested that such operations are orchestrated by the government agencies to maintain control over members of Congress. He further insinuated that a recently leaked story of, about the FBI investigating a high-class brothel was a veiled threat to Congress members. I'm, I'm kind of running out of time, so I'm going to—what he did, I, I want to tell you this because I want to get down to Kevin McCarthy because he's a dirtbag. When Cawthorn, Madison Cawthorn, went public with this about him being propositioned to invited to parties, uh, Kevin McCarthy confronted him. 
Well, anyway, he says Cawthorn recounted personal experiences where he suspected being targeted by such schemes. He described instances of being approached by multiple attractive women, which he found suspicious. He said, I'm telling you, these people are very creative. I've I've had a lot of women who a lot of women who I'm like, that wasn't that funny of a joke. And you're laughing way too hard. But I'm going to tell you right now, I accept that as I'm a decent I'm a decent looking guy. I got blue eyes. I got a decent jawline, but I also accept the fact that I'm in a freaking wheelchair. And I'm like, I don't know why th- three tens would all show up at one time, suggest we all go back somewhere together. And I'm like, no, actually, I don't think you guys are real. Madison Cawthorn recounted an incident in Texas that he suggests was an attempted honeypot trap. And I'm telling you people, these are happening all over the place. That's why nothing gets done in Congress when you put people back there that you think should be making a difference. In 2022, he exposed the scandalous activities in D.C., revealing invitations to orgies and drug parties, etc., etc. I'm going to be right back, and we're going to wrap up this show. Uh, we got one more segment. Be right back. I went back to Ohio. Donald Trump and the Trump team have issued a remarkable report. It's about 32 pages long, and it is a summary of tabulated or documented election fraud in the swing states in the 2020 election. The uh, report is important because of the density of the information it provides. Essentially, it uses the, it takes each state and it has a set of bullet points. And the bullet points are quite overwhelming in the sense that they have startling pieces of information, and um, then each piece of information is footnoted. And then the cumulative effect of reading through these items is like, wow, uh, if this is true, uh, this election was a major scandal. So not only was it not the most secure election in history, by the way, no one really believes that. No one today even really says it anymore. Remember this mantra we used to hear deafeningly every single day? Uh, Rasmussen has a survey that not only shows that people believe that the election was rigged and stolen, but one in five mail-in voters admit they cheated in the 2020 election. Um, what a what a, a stinging um, discovery or statistic from the Rasmussen people. And uh, and this Trump document, as I say, is uh, is full of um, of listings of just failures and breakdowns of the election system. And, and Trump says it's outcome determinative. I think he believes that it conclusively proves that he won the 2020 election. Dr. Kerry Mullis was awarded the Nobel Prize for his invention of the polymers chain reaction the PCR. The PCR is a method of analysis 
and wasn't designed to test for a virus. Mullis explains why. And with PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. It starts making you believe in the sort of Buddhist notion that everything is contained in everything else, right? I mean, because if you can amplify one single molecule up to, a, to something that you can really measure, which PCR can do, then there's just very few molecules that you don't have at least one single one of them in your body, okay? So that could be thought of as a misuse of it just to, to claim that it's meaningful. The PCR test can potentially find anything you are looking for, depending on how high you turn it up. And this is exactly what has been done. The official protocol given for the PCR testing of COVID-19 created a floodgate of false positives to skew the results. They call it asymptomatic because it's a lie. These people don't have symptoms because they don't have COVID-19. They do it today because they've done it in the past and always gotten away with it. 30 years ago, Anthony Fauci, head of the NIH, made a name for himself by pushing for higher doses of the deadly drug AZT, an old cancer chemotherapy too dangerous for approval, onto AIDS patients. Kerry Mullis was hired to measure HIV in people's blood samples with his PCR. He was working under the premise that HIV was the probable cause of AIDS. But when he went looking for the proof, he found there was none. They just made it up. What is that paper? Who do I go to for that? And I looked around, I asked a couple of virologists at that company, and they said, no, you don't have to reference that. I said, I have to reference that, because I, I don't know where that came from. How do I know that? And it turned out that nobody knew it. And I was getting really freaked about that. That's when I first started saying, they don't know. Nobody really knows. This whole thing is a big sham. Mullis pointed out how the CDC was losing money and how the HIV AIDS connection brought their profits back in the black and how the men at the highest levels were all in on it. Kerry Mullis knew these men were dangerous. They don't want people like me walking up and asking them those kind of questions. And they're willing to like go to great lengths to prevent that. They're out on a limb. I wouldn't want to be there with them. But he was still outspoken. When ABC's Nightline approached him about doing a documentary on his work, Mullis convinced them to cover the HIV debate after nearly a decade of ignoring it. In a 1994 interview with Celia Farber for Spin Magazine, Kerry Mullis expressed how he really wanted to expose Anthony Fauci and Robert Gallo. He said that he'd be willing to chase the little bastard from his car to his office, a Nobel Prize winner trying to ask a simple question from those who spent $22 billion and killed 100,000 people. It has to be on TV. I'm not unwilling to do something like that. Unfortunately, not many people were listening back then. And on August 7th, 2019, just about three months before the first utterance of COVID-19, Kerry Mullis, age 74, a Nobel Prize winner, inventor of the PCR test, a man who was once willing and eager to expose Anthony Fauci, quietly died of pneumonia. The timing of it all is mysterious to many of us. Why do people steal? I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. The other day I was going through self-checkout at Walmart, and upon leaving, I started up a conversation with a young employee watching and guarding the area. 
I thank the young man for preventing theft and catching thieves. He said he's had to do that a few times. I asked him, why do people steal? He said, because they don't have enough money. I said, no, because they don't fear God. I told him, back when your great-grandparents were in school, the Bible was taught in the classroom. Students heard the Ten Commandments from the book of Exodus chapter 20, including, you shall not steal. And then they feared God's judgment of sin. That's why people steal. No fear of God, no love for neighbor. See why a Christian education is so needed for children? SaveCalifornia.com, championing your values in California. Finish up with this Madison Cawthorn thing and then see if I can get some other uh, topics here. He says, this is his quote. This is so powerful. Sexual perversion that goes on in Washington. I mean, being kind of a young guy here, the average age is probably 60 or 70. And I look at all these people, a lot of them that I've looked up to my whole life. I've always paid attention to politics, guys that then all of a sudden you get invited to, well, like, uh, hey, we're going to have a kind of sexual get-together at one of our homes. You should come. And I'm like, what did you just ask me to come to? And then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy. The fact that there's some of the people that are leading, that are leading on the movement to try and remove addiction in our country, and then you watch them do a key bump of cocaine right in front of you, and it's like, this is wild. Following his interview and his open discussion on the perversion and filth in Washington, listen to me, people. I've been telling you for months. After he went public, House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy did not ask for an investigation. This is a GOP leader. When Nancy Pelosi was in uh, the speaker's job, he did not ask for an investigation. How many times do you want me to say that? Do you ever wonder why they don't ask for an investigation on something? Why they don't impeach somebody? The Democrats are always impeaching and having investigations and doing all kinds of stuff. Republicans are just, he did not ask for an investigation. Did I say that already? Instead, you know what he did instead? GOP leader McCarthy met with Madison Cawthorn and told him, He needs to turn his life around or there are going to be consequences. You know what he did? Then he walked away and said Madison Cawthorn in private when he met with McCarthy recanted. That means he went back on his story. Madison Cawthorn said, I did not. There were consequences for Madison Cawthorn. Following this interview, the Uniparty released Numerous smears and hit pieces on Madison Cawthorn. One of them had photos. Somehow they got a hold of some personal photos of him in partial undress. He wasn't putting them out on the Internet. They somehow got into his system and stole stuff. And they framed him like he was a pervert. 
And he's not. He claims to be a Christian guy. So the Uniparty, he calls them, released numerous smears and hit pieces on him. And he was handily defeated. They didn't fund him. The Republican Party that McCarthy controls the money on would not give him any money for his election, even though he's an incumbent Republican. You think, oh, they're all working. The Republicans are really wanting to hold the majority. They don't care. They do not care. This thing, oh, McCarthy's done so much for us. Guys like uh, Doug LaMalfa is from here. He's from here where I am. He doesn't. He he loves. He's got a bromance with McCarthy. He claims McCarthy was betrayed. He McCarthy is the betrayer. He's dirty. They got the hooks in him. He was screwing other people back there. McCarthy. He's got a wife and kids back here in Bakersfield area, Kern County. Cawthorn subsequently faced defeat, reflecting a political rite of passage where nonconformists were were systematically eliminated from higher ranks of authority. In other words, you're not going to serve up here. You can't can't follow the rules. The rules are uh, you don't bring this stuff up. And people are owned. I told you when Madison Cawthorn threw down against the whole establishment, who, who, what other person has been attacked for six years for doing the same thing? Donald Trump. They are not going to per- permit him to serve. I just don't know why they haven't killed him unless the angels of God is, have protected him. Kevin McCarthy's dirty. The fact that he quit after they threw, he's the first, he made history of the United States of America from the beginning of the country. No speaker of the house had ever been kicked out. McCarthy was, there was good reason. People, ah, man, you know, now we got Mike Johnson or what, what did he do wrong? He did plenty wrong. First of all, he's a major liar. And, and the, the, the brochure that, that, uh, LaMalfa sent out to his constituents bragging, bragging about the bipartisan physical responsibility act. The thing was a train wreck. It was a bipartisan irresponsibility act. He brags about it, and he has over 70 other Republicans that that were livid that that got passed, and it was McCarthy's first budget, and they, they increased the debt ceiling, and Republicans said, we don't want that done. He just blew them off. All right, this is going to be an upco- ongoing deal. A lot of you people may not even believe in this, you know, <laughs> it, you know, when something is, when somebody's peeing on your boots and they're trying to tell you it's raining, you need to take your boots off and smell it. The state of New Hampshire, you know, the state of New Hampshire, Northeast United States, it became the second U S state to ban chemtrails. You ever heard of chemtrails? You ever gone out in California where we live here in Yuba Sutter and looked up and it looks like a tic-tac-toe of trails back and forth, back and forth. 
just like a tic-tac-toe board. You think that, oh, that just happens naturally. Honestly, people, I think you think babies come in on the storks along with the geese and ducks around here. New Hampshire has become the second U.S. state to potentially outlaw the spraying of aerosolized particulate matter into the skies. These chemicals are making you sick. They have graphene oxide in them, aluminum. Aluminum in your system will give you dementia and Alzheimer's. It's a phenomenon commonly referred to as chemtrails. They, they fly planes back and forth. They're sworn to secrecy and they dump through these spray nozzles. I've seen videos of it. Please, people, don't jerk me around out there. Spraying aerosolized particulate matter into the skies. Texas made history last year when state representatives looked into changing the law to ban dangerous atmospheric aerosol spraying without prior approval and testing of the chemicals being sprayed. You know how they're blaming, oh, the storms. We've never had storms like this. It's all climate change. It's global warming. No, 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 no. It could be spraying particulates. They first started doing this trying to change the weather. Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates constantly talk about changing the the entire atmosphere of the earth by blocking the sun and all kinds of stuff. Come on, people, you don't read enough. The House Bill 1700 in New Hampshire said it established, now I want you to listen to these words. Establishes a regulatory process to prevent the intentional release of polluting emissions in New Hampshire's atmosphere. And at ground level, hear me now, at ground level and provides penalties or violation. This bill, keep listening, it's going to get interesting, requires reports of such violations, etc., etc., and it talks about county sheriffs can, can enforce, and it says granite. Grok, granitegrok.com reports what emissions? The intentional release of polluting emissions, including cloud seeding, that's weather, weather modification, excessive electromagnetic radio frequency. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We just went from, from spraying stuff to ex- electromagnetic radio frequency. What is that? That's 5G, people. 5G. They are monitoring you because you have products in your body and they can track you with 5G. You think, oh, I just saw those give me better, better movies. <laughs> and microwave radiation. They're concerned about it. The general court finds that the many at- atmospheric activities such as weather modification, stratospheric aerosol injection, Solar radiation modification and other forms of geoengineering. Do you hear what I said? Look up geoengineering. If you go to freedomco.net, we have a we have a section on this now. Involving geoengineering, involving the intentional release of polluting emissions. I thought we were t- we were stop- we were trying to stop pollution. I thought we were trying to we were trying to we were paying all this extra money to eliminate. Emissions from the my exhaust pipe. 
This is the intentional release by the government of polluting emissions that harm human health and safety. That harms the environment. You know that a lot of the bees are being killed by this? No bees, no food. No bees, no pollination, no food. Harms the agriculture. Kills wildlife. In certain areas where they're spraying this stuff, millions of birds are just falling out of the sky, dead as can be. And they're concerned about the economy and the state security of the state of New Hampshire. I want you to pay attention not only to the spraying of chemicals, but to the excessive electromagnetic radio frequency. 5G is bad news, people. New Hampshire is, as they say, is one of the only two states. They've already regulated some of the electromagnetic radio frequencies. You know how they've done it? They don't allow the towers to be so close to certain activities like schools. They notice that it affects the the behavior of children, 5G, that they get depressed, that it lends itself to suicide, that it causes, have you ever heard of tinnitus or tinnitus, the buzzing in your ears, ringing in your ears, sickness? Some people have moved away from these type of radio frequency things and got away from them, far away from them, and their health corrected without any medication. Without using the word chemtrails, this article says, which can trigger people. Are you triggered by chemtrails? That's too tough on you? The bill does address a genuine set of circumstances. From public figures to leading universities, there is a chatter about aerosolizing the atmosphere with material to block the sun. That's exactly what Gates and Klaus Schwab are talking about doing. That is crazy, people. That's Frankenstein. Go back and watch the movie Frankenstein. When you start messing with nature in that way, you're going to end up with crazy stuff. You know what they do? When they botch things up, then they blame it on climate or global warming. This this is all man-made stuff, folks. Says we have less information about what that seems, what that means than what than we did about COVID vaccines. Oh, wait a minute. We have less information about what these aerosolizing things are doing than we do have COVID vaccines. Well, man, we're killing people left and right with COVID vaccines. And we can assume is it is neither safe nor effective, the spraying of the aerosol stuff. Some days it's very blue and there's not a cloud in the sky around here. Other days it's just like loaded with chemtrails said absent the knowledge or understanding, knowing that the agents or agencies likely to suggest, you know, at, at our freedom call meeting, uh, last week, we have some people on the freedom call, uh, meeting, uh, that said, we can't even figure out who to ask who's spraying the aerosols. Everybody says, we don't know. Go talk to this group. We don't know. Go, go talk to this group. It says, absent the knowledge or understanding, we can't even figure out the agents or agencies likely to suggest or attempt such a thing will we'll lie about it. They're, they're all evasive. Just like, did you hear that Anthony Fauci, over 100 or 200 times in his testimony, he said he didn't recall. This is what supposedly the smartest man 
leading the entire medical community in the United States and, and before Congress, it was either 100 or 200 different times the answers to his questions of the Congress investigating committee said, I don't remember. Does that sound odd to you? This guy is a brainiac. And now he's senile. It's like, remember when Robert Mueller was testifying about the Russian collusion? And he said he, he didn't know. He couldn't remember. It's just like, I can't remember where I saw that. I can't remember where I read that. I'm sorry, I can't recall. He said that our elites, I'm t- telling you people, there's a different class of people and they aren't subject to the law or the rules. And we need to root out the rottenness said that our elites have at best a declining opinion of human life and at worst a commitment to end it in their depopulation quest. This is not a ridiculous piece of legislation, this writer says. Gates and Klaus Schwab all say they want to reduce the number of people on the earth to one half billion. That means that seven to eight billion people are going to have to go. And they're going right now, baby. I'm telling you, just because you're not seeing in the paper, the, the media is being told what to write and how to write. You know why? It's not like they're holding a gun to their head. No, they're, they got their checkbook they're holding. They're paying millions of dollars. To the, you know that the U.S. government gave the FBI, at least we know, almost $4 million to censor alternative views, correct views, of COVID and many other things. The media has all been paid off. It, it's actually, they have a list of how much they paid them. It's just not, I'm just not making, this isn't like a trash talk. At the bar. Uh, He says one of the sponsors of this bill is a friend and I'd expect them to offer some follow up. But if I'm honest, I don't know how far this bill will likely go. I hope we get some vigorous debate in the comments. But the current makeup of the state house and Senate do not suggest to me to to me success with the understanding that you are guaranteed to miss 100% of the shots you never take. Anyway, he says, politics. People are owned, bought. Did you see that the, an Obama judge, an Obama-appointed judge in Nevada, rejected the idea that they're going to keep Trump off the ballot? Now, I said this quote last week. I'll say it again this week. This quote, in order to, this is what the Democrats, this is the communists say, in order to protect democracy, we'll just remove every choice but the one we want to choose. Sadly, very sadly, the California Globe wrote about James Gallagher and his uh, staff member, Grima, Grima, and said that they were a part of an effort with the Democrats to keep Trump's name off the ballot. People, that is not democracy. That's third world government. 
And James Gallagher is partaking that at the same time portraying himself as a pro-life Christian conservative. And he's behind the scenes as the leader of the Republicans. And by the way, uh, there's a new bill. Do you know that uh, Newsom wants to take care of all the health care of all illegals that can make it into the country? And so there's a young uh, assemblyman, and I always say his name wrong. He has put a bill. I'm trying to find it. His name is Bill Essely, E-S-S-A-Y-L-I. He's a, he's a uh, Republican from Riverside County. He has introduced a bill to end all taxpayer funding for health care for illegal immigrants. Those that are here illegally. And you know something? I looked all over for any notion that James Gallagher would be on board sponsoring this bill with Bill Essely to stop. This is using our tax dollars to pay for people in other country, their health. And Gallagher is not, they need co-sponsors, right? They like co-sponsors. And uh, Gallagher's nowhere to be found. This guy is a mind blower, this James Gallagher. Uh, we're out of time, so we're going to be back next week, Lord willing. And thank you for listening. I see trees of green, red roses too. the dark sacred night and I think to myself